Welcome to the Church on the Rock podcast. It is our prayer that this message brings hope and encouragement into your life as you go about your week. Thanks for tuning in. Well, good morning. If you have your iPhones or Androids, whatever you have, you can go to Uversion and hit events, and you can hit Church on the Rock. You can follow with an insert there, or you can use your insert that you got when you came in. Uh, We've been 12 weeks, 12 weeks going through the book of Romans where Paul was like laying down some doctrine. I mean, some heavy doctrine, some heavy uh, stuff that we were trying to digest. Things like justification, things like sanctification, things like glorification, things like sonship and adoption and predestination and what's the difference between the law and works and, and all this and sovereignty. Some pretty heavy, heavy, heavy subjects, you might say. And, and a lot of times you might say, why so much doctrine? Why so much theology, Brian? Why do you do that? Where's the practical teaching? Where's the things that I can just input into my life? I want you to write this down. Paul said this. It's important to understand that doctrine defines duties. Doctrine defines duties. Some of you say, man, I'm just trying to make it through till Thursday here. Can you give me something till then? But you cannot know. Listen to this. You might write this down. You cannot know what to do or how you want to live until you define what it is that you believe. I want to say that again. You cannot know what to do or how you want to live life. And I know there's a lot of uh, 20-year-olds and, and people that start in family and things. You're trying to have a belief system. You're trying to, to sift through what you've heard in church and what your parents are telling you and what you've learned at college and what you've learned at school and, and what you've read in your Bible and you're sifting through all that and you're trying to say, hey, what is my belief system? What is my doctrine? What is my theology? What is my philosophy in life? And you know, the Bible says this, that theology and doctrine, it sets the boundaries and it forms our belief system. How many know that God wants to form us into His Word? The Bible says that the Word became flesh. So as we read the Word, that becomes flesh and alive to where we live that Word. And the Scripture says this. This is an important Scripture to know. It says this, that all Scripture... All scripture. To me, this is where it starts, young people. I I know that, that people say, hey, what is truth? Is there any truth? But brothers and sisters, if we're believers and we're believers of the Bible, we got to establish this, this fact that all scripture, everybody say this, all scripture is inspired by God. And what that means is God breathed it out of his nostrils or out, in the, out of his mouth into the ear of the writer. And so it was as, as if God was saying it through the personality of the writer. That's what inspired means. But here's what it is. It's useful for teaching. It shows us truth from error. It, tells, it rebukes error. It corrects faults. It shows us what faults are and corrects us. And it gives us instruction for right living. So as you're trying to form your doctrine or your theology or how you are going to be in life and how you're going to live, may I encourage you, 
to do it with the Word of God. And not only after you get the Word of God, it's important that you interpret the Word of God as it's meant to be interpreted. Because also I see people, man, you can make the Bible say all kinds of stuff if you, if you, if you just don't take it in the context, t- context that it's written. So I, I want to challenge that. But Paul, he took 11 chapters, 11 chapters, and he said, hey, this is who Jesus is. This is what he came to do. This is what he can do for you. This is what grace is. This is what law can't do for you. This is what it is. This is where it is at. This is how you, you, you set the boundaries for life and what you're going to do. That's why it's important. But Romans 1 through 11 is all about theology and doctrine and heavy stuff. And I know this has been a tough series for, for some of you. Because I'm serious. A lot of you are like, hey, just give me something to get through to Thursday. I'm serious. But, but you've got to know the importance of doctrine. But after 11 chapters of this, to where we're like, whoa. It's heavy, Pastor Brian. And this is some heavy stuff in Christ, in Adam, and sin, and all. I mean, it's heavy stuff. Then you, the, it switches. From 12 to 16, it's like a 180. It switches, and it says, Therefore, in conclusion of everything that you've heard and you've learned, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, in view of Romans 1 through 11, now it's time. Can I hear the church today? Now it's time. To take everything that you've heard and everything that we've learned and now it's time, in view of everything, it's time to offer our bodies as a, everybody say, living sacrifice. The Old Testament was dead sacrifices that burn up, but the New Covenant is a living sacrifice. You know, we were crucified with Christ and it's great to die with Christ, but now let's talk about how we can live for Him. Let's talk about how we can do for Him. Let's talk about how we can make a difference. Offer this body. Make it holy and pure. And and, and that's a true, proper act of worship. You know, we just uh, did an act of worship where we gave our tithe. You know, tithe is just a monetary way that we can show that we value God's house. And we value His leadership. And we value helping people. And, And that's one little thing that we do. But really... Really, not literally, but, but just as an example, really when those cans go by, when it says to offer yourselves a living sacrifice, it would be nice if we could just lift up our foot and stick one, hand, one foot inside the, the, the bucket and then put the other bucket in and offer our bodies as a living sacrifice to the Lord. Tithe is just a part of it. God wants us to offer everything to him. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And then he says, um, so, so, so we see all that, but in view of this, Paul urges in view of everything that he's done, in view of Romans 1 through 11, he said, I want you to offer your body as a sacrifice of the Lord. I don't know what it is or why it is, but when we hear the word sacrifice, we kind of like cringe. cringe we try to avoid that we don't like sacrifice we try to run away from it you know we want the promise but we hate what uh, we we, we want the promise but we hate the principle it takes to get to the promise we 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 want the prize but we're willing not we're not willing to suffer for that prize or to sacrifice anything to get it many have accepted emotion that we can move forward by simply getting and not giving. 
Many have accepted that we can move forward by just getting all the time. And we don't ever give anything. How many drove your automobile to church today? You know, that isn't a, a, a true thing. Anybody that has an automobile knows that you have to give it something. Everybody, anybody here ever run out of gas? Amen. It makes, you, it makes you angry. It makes you frustrated. You know you can't get to your next destination. But our car tells us that we got to give it something. Everybody say we got to give it some fuel if we're going to get to that destination. We just can't get there unless we give it something. I don't know what it is, but my wife's spiritual gift is not to fill the car up with gas. Come on, any husbands out there today, can you witness that with me? I, 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 every time it's when we're in a hurry. And, and it's when I'm, say, I'm like, stay calm, doing breathing. Stay calm, don't be nervous and all that. Sweat's starting to go down the back of your legs. You're running late to get to where you got to go. And then you get in the car and it doesn't just say E, it says zero miles till empty. Can anybody tell me what you're supposed to do with that? Okay, but, 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 but guys, we, 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 there, there's something about my wife that she just feels like it's not her duty to fill that car up with gas. All right, but a car needs fuel. Amen, you got to give it something. It burns fuel or it sacrifices that fuel. To get, where, to get that car where it needs to go requires some fuel. To get where you want to go and where you need to be and what you want to do, it's going to require some fuel. It's going to require putting something in the car and it's called sacrifice. Sacrifice. Oh, we hate that word. We hate that word. We hate that word. Jesus gave the ultimate sacrifice in, in, in what he did. But there is no sacrifice. There's no sacrifice. There's no progress. There is no progress without sacrifice. I might say that any, any area in our, lives, in our lives that are lacking progress or forward motion are most likely missing or lacking sacrifice. I want to say that again. The Holy Spirit hit that one hard with me when I was praying. There's no progress without sacrifice. Any area in our lives that are lacking progress or forward motion, it's most likely because it's missing or it's completely lacking any kind of a sacrifice. Anything that becomes great in this world requires sacrifice. There's no getting around it. In marriage, anybody been married? We know what it means with that. We know that the marriage, it takes sacrifice. My idea of a day off is uh, popcorn, gladiator, patriot, uh, Rambo, uh, Braveheart, maybe a good western, uh, maybe the Magnificent Seven, more, more popcorn, more Hershey's chocolate. AC on, not even dressed, maybe, just briefs on, bad image, trust me, it'll make you love your husband more, trust me, <laughs> um, but my wife's like, oh, it's such a wonderful day, we should be outside today, and guys, every time we go to the restaurant and it's already hot, she's like, oh, we should sit outside and be in the sun. I'm like, baby, I want to be in the air conditioning. I, I want to be inside. 
I mean, she's like, oh, we should go on a walk. Or, or we should. Uh, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm tired. I'm tired. But come on. If there's going to have some progress, there's going to have to be some sacrifice. And, man, I think about Jesus' death on a cross, and I can't even set out in the sun without AC. Come on, brothers and sisters. The Bible says, what greater love hath a man than to lay down his life for his friend? When we need progress, you know, I I thought a lot about this, but it's Scripture. Paul preached it. You know what? With the marriage, even with physical intimacy, sometimes that's sacrifice. Sometimes you don't feel like it. Sometimes you've had a hard day. Sometimes you're torqued at your mate. Sometimes they're a turnoff to you. You really don't like them that much. Let alone have intimacy with them. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, he said that a man's body isn't his own and a woman's body isn't their own. But their bodies are given to their spouse. And their bodies are, are, are to be given. Do you know how... You know what? I shouldn't have to have a counseling session where a man says, I have been eight months without intimacy. I'm dying. I'm having lust that's out of control. I'm, I, I can't keep my thoughts right. I, I, guys, that's part, of, that's part of sacrifice in a marriage. That's part of sacrifice. Hey, guys, meet the emotional need of the woman. Meet the emotional need. Give that connection. It's not just jump in, throw things off, and let's go. Take the walks. Do you know how many? I thought a long time before I did this, and I think we're supposed to preach this kind of stuff. Other other churches do, so I'll do it too. But guys, how long has it been since you've passionately kissed your wife? How long has it been since you loved her like the... Wife of your youth. How many times is a kiss like kissing your cousin? Or your sister? I mean, I might as well kiss my mom with some of Carmen's. I'm just kidding. No, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Guys, seriously. It requires sacrifice. A marriage should be as hot 30 years as it was when you first got married. It should stay hot. It should stay passionate. It should stay loving. God wants that. I mean, marriage is to be enjoyed. It's not something that we're supposed to endure each other and just be companions. There's so much more. It requires sacrifice. It requires being selfless. You know, in business, in business, you have to see yourself. In business, you have to try to push others up if you want to be pushed up. Do you know, do you know, I know a guy in this church that sends people to his competitor. Sends people to his competitor. I was looking at something to purchase this week and I get tired of the dog-eat-dog world and, 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 and this, this, uh, these people putting down this person and then you get to this person and they put down that one and that one so they can get your business. Christians, hey, the Bible says that we're supposed to be a blessing to the nations. 
You know that guy, I know a businessman that takes that literally and says, the way that I'm going to be a blessing to the nations is I'm going to share work with my competitors. Now that's a different way of thinking. And brothers, that's why Paul said when you offer your body a living sacrifice, it says be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You read that in the beginning. That's a transformation in business from a way that we would think. It is. Some of the things, the things that's going to keep your marriage hot and heavy is going to be different about the way you naturally think it because God's ways are higher than men's ways. And I want to ask you, how's it going for you when you're doing it your way versus God's way? It takes sacrifice. I'm 51 years old and, and I exercise. The reason I exercise is because I made up my mind that I wanted to be able to get down on the floor and I wanted to be able to get up with the floor. I wanted to be able to squat. I wanted to be able to run with my grandson. That's my motivation. It takes sacrifice. I like to eat. We want to lose weight, but we don't want to put the fork down. We want to, we want to look good and, 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 and let our body be the temple, but yet we don't want to exercise. I know people that hide Twinkies in their desk and then they shoot themselves with insulin. Come on, that's not sacrifice to keep our bodies healthy. I know people that, that, that do that and they're going to the doctor and they're going to have to get their toe cut off. Well, I just eat what I want and do what I want. There's this mentality that we can get without giving. Brothers, we got to sacrifice. We got to sacrifice. That needs to be a word that we embrace and not a word that we push away. We need to embrace that word sacrifice. But with my grandson, I, I, my grandson comes in. He's got this scooter. Hey, all you young parents that's got like a two-year-old, you got to go to Target and get this scooter. I mean, I think that's the best thing that, that Ames ever got. How many knows what I'm talking about? Anybody seen those scooters? And there's a helmet on. Grandparents, get one for your grandkids if they don't have one. But guess what I did? Um, Ames is like, um, I want to do the scooter. And so, you know, I was keeping up with him and stuff. But I, I wanted to engage with my grandson a little bit. So I went and pulled out the four-foot longboard that Luke used to have. Whoo, baby. Whoo, baby. And I started, hey, how hard can it be to put your foot and... How hard can that be? So I'm doing that, and then I'm getting confident that I'm doing that, and then I'm getting on it and riding it a little bit and getting on it and going and then getting a little more courage and pushing a little harder I can't keep up with Ames I mean he's like a half a block down and I am so I'm getting I got to keep up with this boy hey Ames stop at the end of the street and I'm, I'm doing all that and then uh, all of a sudden I'm like doing that and I realized I was I didn't know where to stand on the board I hit the cement boom and I went flying through the air <laughs> And when I did it, I took the longboard and went like this, whoom, and threw it back, flies through the air, knocks Ames off his scooter. I'm diving through the air, bust my legs up, turn back, and I can tell he's getting ready to cry. So I 
make this big roll. And I start rolling. Woo, baby! And I'm rolling. And that made him decide he didn't want to cry because seeing the big fat man rolling on the... (laughs) And knees bleeding. He's dying laughing. Guess what he does now? He crashes on purpose. And I'm like, at least I can keep up with him now. But he, he crashes on purpose. Honestly, sometimes I'm like, oh, Carmen, how do we do four kids? I'm like, one. And I'm like, what time's he leaving? <laughs> and, uh, but I do it because I want to be granddad and be with him. Sacrifice. Man, if I could tell any of your parents things, if I could tell you anything, um, grandparents or parents, every night when you put your kids to bed, go lay down with them. Go lay down with them. Um, I practice that big time with Caitlin, where I just will go in and lay down with them and talk about anything. And don't try to make them go to sleep. They're not going to die. I mean, they'll, they'll eventually go to sleep. Be honest with you, that's getting into the sacrifice again, parents, because we're like, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. i got to get up at 5.30. Sacrifice. But you know what happens? When they get to be teenagers, they still tell daddy everything. I, I don't think Caitlin, I don't think Caitlin's, I'm going to be honest with you. I I don't think there's anything Caitlin's went through that she hadn't told me. I don't think. I can't tell you how many times with mistakes. Most of them's mistakes. Anybody make mistakes as a teenager? Most of them's mistakes. But um, you know how many times I've been to, um, usually with mistakes, we would go to on the border. And I knew if she said, Dad, can we go to on the border? I knew she'd probably fail in some way. I remember one day when some Yahoo was in a Christian college was pushing his hand on a door because she was telling him she wanted to break up. And she called Daddy. Um, I got to be honest, I let a few fly. I was coming through that phone, buddy, because somebody was messing with my baby. I mean, I was coming through that phone and telling that boy, he better get his hand off that door. And I was pulling the pants on and putting the keys in my pocket, and I'd have whooped him if I'd have got in there, just to be honest with you. But, so that's my baby. But she called Daddy. She called Daddy. Brothers, to get what you... To get what you need, it's going to require that we give of ourselves to the Lord, to our families, to our marriages. Um, I've got another quote in here that you might want to write down. You know, in business, um, anything you want to build or become, you have to, there's sacrifice with it. Build a church, build a relationship. How many know you only got so much time for relationships? People want the prize, but they don't want the sacrifice. I look back on my life, any major area that progressed 
was always on the heels of a major sacrifice. This is a quote that I think you might want to think about. If you don't sacrifice for what you want, what you want will be the sacrifice. If you don't sacrifice for what you want, what you want will be the sacrifice. There's supposed to be a thing on that. If you don't sacrifice for what you want, what you want will be the sacrifice. If you want to be an amazing granddad, if there's something you want to buy, young people, older people, if there's something you want to buy, Oliver, whatever happened to saving till we could buy it instead of just put everything on credit? Sacrifice some stuff. Sacrifice some time. Get another job. In the old days, you got another job. You, 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 you sacrificed some things that you wanted. You, you, you decided we're not doing Starbucks and we're going to quit eating out every night and we're going to sacrifice that because we want to buy a car or we want to buy a toy that we want or we want to do something. Okay? So anything that you want, there's gotta, it's got to be some sacrifice. It's too easy to just say, just go in debt. If you want better health, there's something you got to sacrifice. If you want to get closer to God and family, there's something you got to sacrifice. Getting your carcass out of the bed in the morning and seeking God instead of sleeping. I mean, there's something you got to sacrifice. Every t- I, I never jump up and say, oh boy, it's time to pray today and read my word. Never. You don't wake up like that. I wake up like, oh, jeez, I don't want to get out of this bed. Now, Carmen wakes up. This is the day. And I'm like, woman, woman, you're bothering me. I want to be grumpy for a minute. Come on. That the Lord hath made, uh, I will enjoy. What's wrong with you, Brian? <laughs> Nothing, dear. I want to eat outside today. <laughs> and go for a walk in a little bit. Whew, that was hard. It pays good, though, trust me. But, oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, I should. I'm getting in the flesh. If you value church, you'll be committed to it. It, it really bothers me when people say that don't, one hour, hour and 30 minutes a week, Come on, what you value is what you'll be committed to. If you want to be a better employee at your job, be willing to sacrifice. If you want to be a better leader, it requires sacrifice. If you want to be a better family, marriage, and vision. If you want more friends, you've got to sacrifice. So the big question is, what do we sacrifice? As the musicians are coming today, as you notice, there's two more points on the sermon, but I find it kind of felt the groove on sacrifice. And so let's just be a living sacrifice today for the Lord. Amen? Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, show us now, Lord. Show us now, Lord, where we need to sacrifice in our marriage. Show a husband something. Show a wife something. Show a grandfather something. Show a grandmother something. Show a student 
Lord, I, I just pray that a student would be encouraged because they get overwhelmed. I mean, isn't this, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't this the time finals are coming or are we past that? Father, right now we pray for students because they're getting hammered right now with finals and study. Lord, let them sacrifice going to Chili's and hanging with their friends and get their nose in the book. Just give them a little bit more strength, a little bit more time, Lord. Father, I pray that relationships that you have spoken to us, that we are supposed to build, I pray we would make that commitment of time to it. Father, I pray that we would allow the Word of God to form our belief system and our philosophy in life and the way we want to live. And we will say, this is God's Word. I believe it and I will live my life by it. I will interpret Scripture correctly and I will move my life to what Scripture says and not try to move Scripture the way I want to live. Father, build my life. For more information and to stay up to date with what's happening in the life of Church on the Rock, please visage us on the web at cotrag.org. Thanks again for tuning in.